1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent, up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Hey, this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech.
1: Many of us are already planning our New Year's resolutions to work out more in 2023, but let's face it, they rarely stick. Well, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, cycling shoes, heart rate monitors, and more with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Don't wait. Get this offer before it ends on December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.
0: This is Reception Perception, the show. now. James Cole and Matt Harmon.
2: What about Jerry Judy? Randomly... Just an absolute explosion game there in week 14. Went absolutely bonkers. Best game of the season for him. Uh, Nine targets, eight receptions, 73 yards, and count them, three touchdowns that came out of absolutely nowhere this dude had three touchdowns all year long
0: yeah I mean he went like he was going berserk during the game too um he like he's gonna get fined for like bumping into an official taking his hell off helmet off like you know demanding the ball or or being upset that um you know there was like not holding calls that weren't going his way um let's let's stay on that game and then we'll go wide view with Jerry Judy in the offense. I feel like kind of a corpo bro saying that, but uh, but that is that's what it is. So <laughs> there you go. Um, yep. Well, actually, you know, at first first let's kind of revisit Jerry Judy via reception perception and, and sort of my thoughts about him as a player um, coming okay. into the year. I, you know, you and I were were really not into the Denver Broncos situation. We were no. we were we were kind of on an island at that one, saying that like we were we. Well, look, I don't think either of us expected them to be like struggling to score fourteen freaking points in a game. But <laughs> right, but we were we yeah. were not as gassed up about Russ and these guys as everybody else. And a big part of it, at least for me, was that I didn't think. Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy were all that like good or proven players. Like I think they were, you know, Sutton has shown to be like an average starting receiver at best. I don't think he's a legit number one. I think that that this, this year has borne out that case. And Judy, I thought was like a very inconsistent um, guy that we didn't quite know who he was yet because his rookie season in reception perception was pretty promising. His second season was terrible, but how much could you write that off due to the injury? Um, I definitely think based on the in-season charting data uh, you know he's at a set um, and I just updated that this on the website today so you can find it on the in-season tracker there 70.3% success rate versus man coverage that's a nice jump from where he was last year 71.4% success rate versus press again a nice jump from where he was last year so I think last year 2021 was really injury affected however you know, still 70.3. That's fine. 71.4. That's fine. 71.7% success rate versus zone is pretty terrible. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think he's like this, you know, he comes into the NFL with this reputation as like a great refined route runner. I don't think he's really that guy at all. I, I don't think, I don't see that. He sort of reminds me like Amari Cooper in that way that, and they're both Alabama receivers. They come into the NFL with this reputation as a big-time craftsman, and they showed flashes of it in their early careers. I don't think Cooper's that guy either. I think actually both of these guys are sort of on a similar axis of players that they're both very inconsistent, like, splash play threats. I think that's who Jerry Judy was. So for him to go out there and have some kind of big-ass random game like that, I'm actually not that surprised because I sort of think that fits with at least my evaluation of who Jerry Judy
2: is. My criticism with Judy – has always been, he takes, he's got these moves, but he stacks them a little bit too much. I I don't know if that that. makes any sense, right? Like he just, I know he's got the moves, but you can't stack three moves on top of each other, right? I feel like it disrupts the timing of a play, right? Like it takes him forever to break out of that slant route, right? And like when he does, yeah, he's open, but golly, it takes a long ass time. Uh, for him to get into that i don't know if that jibes with what you've kind of seen on film too i
0: yes i think so he it's a lot of wasted movement it's a lot of moves to it's a lot of like you know stuff to get you nowhere a lot of stuff to get you nowhere so um i i don't know i i, I think that that part of it and that looks real good when you're you know running routes on air you're posting stuff on instagram right. whatever that yes. stuff looks great but it's not translatable to real football or even like one-on-one drills and training camp but yeah i, I think he's But he does have flashes, and he same thing with Cooper. That's why Cooper, I think, gets put into these like great route running um clips and videos, and he gets put in there Mm. for the rankings and stuff like that because he does flash that ability to do that. But then, yeah, sometimes it's a little too much, sometimes it's a little too inconsistent. And I think, look, like Cooper is one of the most uh, everybody looks at these home road splits with the Mari Cooper. Like, why does he do nothing on the road and he does everything at home? And I'm like, that could easily just be like, he's a, he's just a volatile player, man. Like he, that, yeah. that has been the case for throughout the entire course of his grid. I think Judy is kind of in that same bucket, but um, this, this game in particular, this, this game against Kansas city, a couple of takeaways. Number one, okay. um, I think for, for the Broncos offense in general, it's so low ceiling that when you get one of these guys out the mix, like the other can have big games, right? Like when you get Cortland Sutton out of there, Jerry Judy can have big games when you get, when you get Jerry Judy out of there early in the season, that's when Cortland Sutton was having all of his big games. So there's just not enough meat on the bone for both of these guys to eat. That's number one. Um, Number two, I think the chiefs defense is pretty bad (laughs) and the chiefs defense runs a lot of press man coverage, yeah. And they b- blow a lot of touchdown. They blow a lot of coverages when they get in zone. I think perfect example. First touchdown for Jerry Judy was just a straight up press man go route. Um, and it was a really nice, really nice route by him. Real late separation there. He gets the touchdown on them. The third, the second one was just a straight out coverage bust on an out route in zone coverage in the end. Zone. I mean, nobody is around him. So that's right. great, but not a lot of credit to him. The, the, the last one, probably the most interesting one uh, again, press man running a post route uh, pretty shout like not a deep post route because you're in the red zone there you're close he's running it right into the end zone but I'm telling you that he didn't have too much separation there that was a damn dime by uh Brett Ripon forcing that thing in there that was a a real real low uh percentage real high degree of difficulty throw so I feel like that sort of encapsulates the Jerry Judy experience though it's very uh boomer bust type of stuff so you know, spinning it forward. I, I don't know against Arizona if I'm I'm chasing that, especially if Brett Rippon is no. uh is out there. But I think he is an interesting player, though, just because I could see him being. Everybody wants to know like who's gonna who's gonna be the wide receiver that goes on the move this off season, like all the guys that we saw in the off season of 2022. You know, who's gonna be the big trade piece? I mean, shoot, Jerry Judy is not like as sexy as. Tyree kill Devonte Adams or AJ Brown, but I could see him being a guy kind of going into, you know, the fifth year option uh, time when you got to make a decision on him, you know, Denver being not too happy with him. Maybe he's a guy they, they explore a trade with in the offseason.
2: Yeah. You talk about the corner play there for uh, Kansas city. I, I think it's obviously been, you know, below average for much of the season. Although I think there is some reason for optimism. Uh, this rookie Trent McDuffie. I think he's really rounding into form. Um, and, uh, I, and I'm actually intrigued, you know, some of the, uh, some of the analytic scores that have come out for Trent McDuffie, uh, at least early mm-hmm. on look pretty promising. So that's certainly one because remember McDuffie, um, got injured really early on in the season, missed a big old chunk of the season and is now coming back. Uh, I think he came back in week nine. I want to say. Yeah. Uh, and might be sort of rounding into form there. Okay. So if we stay in that game, uh, Matt, Jarek McKinnon came out of absolutely <laughs> nowhere. I'll tell you what's a funny story, man. Uh, I'm in the, I'm in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, my team is, um, like second in points. Okay. Uh, and, and if I, but if I win, um, I would tie the guy who's in first, and I would win the regular season championship just based off of points. Um, and I'm going up against like the second to 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 last team in in my league, and this guy's got freaking Jerry Judy and Jarek McKinnon, dude. I'm like, oh, what? God. No way! <laughs> Are That's you serious? What is going on, man? Which is obviously why this guy's team sucks for the season, right? right. Like yeah. Jerry, Judy, yeah, and Jeff yeah, yeah. McKinnon are are two of this guy's main pieces. But I'm like, oh, I I've, I've ran into a goddamn buzzsaw uh, there in week yeah, 14. Really but do. no, Jarek McKinnon came out of absolutely nowhere he is the guy from a profile standpoint that it's like, he's the guy that we should all love in fantasy football, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's out there the most, like he plays the most snaps of all the running backs. He's got pass catching chops. He's somebody that we should be excited about, but you know what? He's done absolutely nothing this year, except in week 14, the guy drops a three touchdown bomb. Uh, in fantasy football, it, it was
0: just—I mean, he looked great. Yeah, I—I I would kind of disagree that he's done nothing. I mean, from like a production standpoint, I get it. He's and, and at different times, this back—this has been a three-man backfield, and I right. mean, that's the worst. When you got when you like when you got a three-man backfield, just you know, absolutely forget about it. Like, it, it ain't going to happen for your for your favorite sleeper or your favorite right running back when it's a when it's a three-man backfield. This is not going to happen. Um, however, I think it's been pretty clear that uh, the the Chiefs just really trust Jarek McKinnon that they really like him out there they like him in pass protection but they even kind of like him in weird that's the thing that's a little tough with his usage because I think it would be it's tempting to think like oh Pacheco is their banger back and then uh McKinnon's their passing down back but that's not necessarily the case I mean they don't want to give uh Isaiah Pacheco much passing work but they also give McKinnon like short yardage stuff, like they in you know goal to go situations stuff like that. So it is pretty clear that they do trust him. You know, each of the last two weeks he's been thirty uh, percent of the team rushing carries. Like that's that's pretty good. Uh, I think I'm mean, going into this week too. They get Houston, who has been run on more than anybody else in the NFL. Right. Uh, like I feel like if you're hurting for running backs, like I actually think McKinnon, if he's available and he's depends on the platform you play on, like how available he is, but right. He, he could scoop him up and, and start him this week. Like it's not point chasey just because of the matchup with Houston and, and the, the fact that they still use him as like a base back uh, in addition to the passing game stuff. But yeah, man, I, I, I the, the McKinnon stuff is interesting. I definitely think they trust him. I definitely think that um he's emerged as like the most reliable guy there, but man, I, how do you not like, look at Pacheco and, and think uh, they need to give that guy the ball more a little bit. <laughs> oh, you know? yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the guy's got, I mean, just his size, speed combination, man, looks great. Uh, and obviously he was a clear-cut guy that I loved in the preseason um, yeah. that uh, that was obviously buried a little bit in the depth chart and was a seventh. I was surprised, to be honest with you, that he was a seventh-round pick or whatever he was. I think he was a seventh-round pick, right?
0: 7th round. Um, yep.
2: Yeah. Seventh round pick out of Rutgers. I was surprised by that when you're looking at a guy uh, that's got that kind of athleticism. I get that he's not very lateral, but man, that north-south speed with that size. Come on now. Give me some of that all day long, especially, and he landed in the perfect spot too, like Kansas City, great offense. And you know, who's he got in front of him? Uh, CEH and uh, Rojo, who I guess doesn't even exist uh on that team right now. Uh but yeah, no. I, I mean, listen. Um Kansas City I think uh has done a good job with Jarek McKinnon. Um an interesting one I, and and somebody that you just kind of feel like is going to make a play for them, man, uh in the playoffs. You know what I mean?
0: I think so too. I think he's emerged as a pretty crucial piece for them. Uh you know, just the last three weeks Thirty-one point six percent targets per route run, fifteen point four percent, thirty-seven point five percent against Denver. So um, that's pretty nice. Like when he's out there, he, he's definitely like a safety valve. You know, obviously they've they've kind of been searching for wide receiver answers all year long, and I'm not sure they've totally found them. So I think McKinnon can be a pr- pretty big piece for them, and, and just on Pacheco too. You know, I remember um, he's still so he's still so raw. Like I remember talking with uh, yeah. Austin Eckler earlier in the year after they played those guys. And him being like, uh, you know, I think that was Pacheco's first big start uh, when C- after CEH got hurt was that game against the Chargers, and we know the Chargers struggled to stop the run. And um, Eckler was just like, I told him, he's oh yeah, he's a he's like I don't know much about the guy, like, and you know, I say he was a, the kick returner for them. That's kind of how he made the roster, and he's like, well, that makes sense. He runs like kick a kick returner. He runs like he has <laughs> no idea about like the nuances of the running back position. Yeah, but if he learns those, if he figures that out, like. That's that's he could become a great player was his was his opinion on it. And I think we sort of seen with Pacheco just how he closed out the game against Denver. Um, I think he's starting to kind of figure it out a little bit, starting to sort of pick up some of the, the little things with the position. And um, man, they really I've said this about the Chiefs the last like two or three years in the playoffs, especially it's like they could really use. I'm just, they could really use a, a their first round running back that they took to do something, but like they could really <laughs> use a. a <laughs> a power dynamic at the running back position. You know, hey, yeah. we're a we're a up tempo passing team, but when we get a but we, we have a kick-ass offensive line that we invested in last offseason and you know and mm-hmm. we want to give it back like 15, 18 carries, this guy can come just run run you over. And man, like Pacheco, the last couple of carries he got against Denver running people over. So I think they got a nice little one-two punch there at the running back position. And just last thing on on that rotation, I would I am interested about McCole Hardman returning Uh, Mm. off IR there, too, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not the biggest McCole Hardman stan in the world or anything like that, but he had become a really big piece of their, like, goal line offense, weirdly enough. Obviously not running up the gut or anything like that, but some stretch runs, some some sweeps and stuff like that. They had really involved him a lot as a rusher in that area, and I wonder if that becomes another, like, something else they do or if, hey, they trust Pacheco now more, and, and that's not a part of their offense when he gets back.
2: Yeah, you know, knowing Andy Reid, I'm sure McColl will still be utilized in on those jet sweeps because he just loves, you know, kind of mixing it up. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's a team that is getting a lot healthier, too. You know, it's kind of scary because they're already really, really good. And now they're starting to get healthier, too. That's really interesting. (sighs)
1: Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?